Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So much to get to today. David, where do you want to start? Oh, well, uh, a bunch of high-altitude objects have been shot down in the last few days. One over Alaska, another over Canada, a third over Lake Huron. There was a blip on the radar over Montana, but no one found anything in the sky. Uh, Now, obviously, after the Chinese spy balloon drifted over the United States and it was shot down off the coast of South Carolina, a lot of people are assuming that these are other Chinese government surveillance devices that are up in the air right now. Yeah. And they seem to be popping up left and right. Like, are, are we just, have we closed the domain awareness gap at this point? Nor you I would hope. You wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A term we never heard before until Friday. Yeah. Or is it aliens? NORAD, NORAD Commander Glenn Van Herc was straight up asked if they have any thoughts on whether or not this is extraterrestrial activity that's happening. Hmm. Have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the question, Helene. I'll I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Oh, boy. What do you mean, oh, boy? Well, it lends itself to uh, all sorts of hypotheses, doesn't it? Does it make you nervous? About aliens? Yeah. Well, not really. I mean, again, I've always said I believe their existence. I've always said that. David, does this give you concern? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he's doing what he has to do. As much as I would love to... uh, to jump on the bandwagon and say, absolutely, it's aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that. I want to be that History Channel guy. You know, yeah. And the meme, just it was aliens, okay? But uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's probably huh. the Chinese. Um, I thought one of you guys might actually be concerned, like, serious, man. This could really be something I was just going to remind you. It's well at hand. Space Force. Because you know what we got? Yeah, true, we do. Space Force. We have Space Force. So if we needed it, it's there. Okay? I didn't hear anyone bring up Space Force in the last 24 hours, but remember, it's there. Space, space is a war-fighting domain, just like the land, the air, and sea. Okay, we'll stop right there for now. We're going to hear more Space Force theme a little bit later. I haven't heard any mention of Space Force on this. I was actually kind of surprised. Yeah. Maybe because that's always going to be linked to Trump? I think I think the Space Force is still kind of getting up and running in terms of uh, addressing the domain awareness gap issue. Okay. 
using more right. traditional Air Force technology. Well, the aliens are probably looking at going, hey, why don't we just go down to uh, Mexico and cross over in Texas? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just make it easy. Yeah, why are we doing this? Yeah. So what do you really think it is? Oh, Because this is kind of crazy. It's one after another after yeah. another. I, I think it's Chinese spycraft. I mean, that that's what I, I genuinely think it is. And, and, you know, mainly because... The extraterrestrial thing, as as funny as that is, mm-hmm. I, I just think that if you have a, a a species that can fly across at least the galaxy undetected and show up over North America, I don't think we'd be able to take it down that quickly. Agreed. So I, it probably is another. You know, China was out there claiming that that they saw a spy balloon too going over, and okay, yeah. I, that All just right. seems like deflection to me. Well, didn't China also have a satellite shooting down some green lasers around Hawaii and other parts? You know, like, hey, what is going on? This isn't like a late, you know, 70s, early 80s prog rock show. What are they doing? You know, and you wonder the entire entire thing of what's happening. And have these been around for a while and we knew it? But now all of a sudden we're, we're acting on it? And, of course, there are some people that feel like, hey, there's a lot of things going on. We're finding out just how much the FBI was involved with the last election. Mm-hmm. You've got, well, President Biden. I mean, all all the pieces of that puzzle as far as all these relationships with foreign governments and the Biden family profiting off that mm-hmm. is all there. Is, is all this just some sort of diversion from other things that are going on? It's possible. You're not quite sure. But certainly keeping an eye on it. And switching gears, let's go to uh, Biden's grade on the border. Yeah. So Representative Pete Aguilar, who is one of the highest ranking House Democrats, I think he's like third in the pecking order uh, in the Democratic Party uh, in the House of Representatives. Well, he, he says he's not sure how the Biden administration is doing yet when it comes to the border crisis. This was on ABC. How do you think President Biden is doing at the border? You know, I think I think the grade would be incomplete, right? There's there's plenty to do. Um, we know that it's a humanitarian issue down down at the southern border. It's incomplete. No, no, it's a failure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to say incomplete, meaning failure, or you're saying he's still got a chance for like a B because that's the way he made it sound. Right. Sometimes you get the incomplete, you fail, and you need to take the course again. Right. If that's what you mean by incomplete, then I'm down with that. But I don't think that's what he meant. Still got finals coming up. Right. Like, yeah, I know you've blown every single quiz and you completely tanked the midterm, but you got the finals and there's that uh, there's that extra credit project that you can work on. I, this well, dude is not getting a D. He is not going to be eligible to play athletics in this school. Well, if the only way to pass right now, you say, is the incomplete work and then the makeup stuff in the final. Yeah. That would mean deporting everybody. Right. <laughs> and I don't see that happening, no. so that would be a failure. He built a bridge with cardboard and, and toothpicks that really is nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. And laminated it. Yeah. Dioramas, right? That's right, what there you doing. go. Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, let's just get to it. The Super Bowl, how the game ends, that was the controversy. What did you think? Mm. The holding penalty that... Really, I mean, that put kind of an end to the game. Yeah, it did. Um, I don't like it any game that is decided by the officials, particularly something like that, because it was not blatant at all. 
I mean, I, yeah, I kept watching it from different angles. They showed about a million different angles, and every angle looked like, could you have called it? Yeah, maybe. But then you ask, could that be called on almost every play? Yeah, because that, but they called it, and that was that, was that and end of game. By letter of the law, you know, was it a hold? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I thought it was classy, honestly, and I don't say classy in the Eagles hardly ever in the same sentence. No, but I know what you're going to say. But yeah. the Eagles, James Bradbury admitting that Gat was holding, I thought was classy. I thought so, too, because he could have bitched and moaned and then caused another God knows what else, you know, what have the chain reaction from something like that coming from the player saying, no, I didn't hold the guy. That was a crappy call. Cost us the game. I mean, what do you mean chain reaction from I mean, that? just burning the city down. You think they would have that that's what stopped it? <laughs> well, I, I, well, I don't know if that's what stopped it or not, but I, I think it would have been adding gasoline yeah, to an already I, fire. I get what you're saying, Scott. Yeah, I, I generally agree that you know he could have he could have made it a whole lot worse, and he didn't. And, yeah, I mean they're going to burn it down anyway. Well, and and again, it's it's one of those things. You know, I I, I don't know. You can really say it cost him the game. I mean, there's a lot of plays that happen throughout right. a football yeah. game, and I mean, I know that. Uh, the Eagles are going to be thinking about that fumble. Jalen Hurts is going to be thinking about that fumble return for a touchdown for the rest of his life. Yeah, I'm sure he will. You know, and listen, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm, I'm not. If you grow up a Cowboys fan, you pretty much hate the Eagles the way Eagles fans hate the Cowboys or the Giants or the Redskins. I mean, it's all in the same division, so there's, you know, a lot of dislike there. But even saying that, I didn't want to see the Super Bowl in that way. Yeah, it was a either. great game back and forth, yeah. and you just kind of hate to see it go that way. Now, as far as a lot of fear of what's going to happen in Philadelphia, I mean, there were certainly regular Philly antics, but it could have been a whole lot worse. I mean, they they were, you know, climbing the lampposts, and they all got together at City Hall, and they were starting to break stuff, and they were met with cops, and, you know, they got sprayed down a little bit mm-hmm. there was you know the tear gas and everything else like hey we're not going to do this <laughs> i mean it started but it could have been a whole lot worse yeah. there's no doubt about that yeah it could have been a black lives matter rally yes to be honest i think that's what a lot of people were fearing but more on that a little bit later as far as the halftime show, I think you didn't even get to watch it, David, because you had some other stuff going on. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I don't really, I don't have anything against Rihanna. I just don't like the music, and I had no interest in watching the halftime show, so I just left. Well, Scott, you're it. an old top 40 guy. Yeah, I watched it. Um, if, if you're scaling it 1 to 10, what do you get? Well, here's the thing. It's not for me, okay? I have to recognize that off the top. This isn't for me. Who is it for? It's for 18 to 34-year-olds. Okay. And I'm not in the demographic. Okay. Um, I, I, I like the tribute to Michael Jackson she did. I thought that was nice. I, hadn't, I didn't expect it, but I saw it, the crotch grabbing. I mean, that was obviously a salute to MJ. Well, it's um, weird, man, because a lot of people have that salute anymore. It's like I, I don't remember the last time we didn't have some sort of mediocre stripper moves going on during a halftime show. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's almost required now. It, it, it can't take that much talent because you have 100 people doing the same move at the same time. Right. It was very Squid Games looking. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, with the weird dancing thing. I don't know. Wasn't it obvious of the lip syncing? Yes, to me it was, yeah. Okay. She was singing to a track, yes. All right. And so I'm, I'm always thinking to myself, all right, even if it's not for me, there are different people you can see perform and have appreciation for a talent. Uh-huh. 
and I mean this sincerely, what is the talent? If you're lip syncing and doing, you know, the same moves as everybody else, it's just weird to me. Well, and there are appears to be a pregnancy going on. And this is what everyone wants to see is oh, yeah. somebody Prager's gyrating for cash. It's like, can we do better? <laughs> she should have sponsored the baby bump. Merck should have bought time on that. <laughs> I was like, well, I, whatever. Yeah. It's like, ooh, did you offend it? I'm not offended. It's like, I would just hope that you could do better for crying out right. loud. The same old all the time. Okay, much more to get to. Um... We have no choice but to use TikTok. An American governor said that? Why? Get to that much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Anybody see Dak Prescott get the Walter Payton Award before the game started? I did. Doing the most charitable stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Philly fans booed him. Sure. (laughs) For getting the Walter Payton Award. Yeah. Yeah, they deserve to lose. Okay, in other (laughs) words. What? (laughs) It's funny. I mean, you're right, though. Yeah. I mean, it's because you're doing charitable stuff. Mm-hmm. Most fan bases but don't boo. You're a cowboy. I understand. But if I remember right, when Jason Witten won it, they didn't boo him because Philly fans weren't there. They booed the heck out of LeBron, too. That was everybody there. Everybody boos LeBron. Yeah. Only Philly fans <laughs> boo a guy who wins a humanitarian award. <laughs> they booed Santa Claus. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Okay, which uh, governor said we have no choice but to use TikTok? Oh, yeah, the Democrat governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, says, well, she has no choice but to use a government, you know, Chinese government spy app. Um, Now, she was asked about this because her office is active on TikTok and uh, Jake Taffer with CNN. Okay, roll it. Let me say this. We use TikTok on one device that has nothing else on it. It is a communication tool. We don't do it because it's fun, although some people think what I put out there can be fun on occasion. My, kids, buy, my kids disagree. I don't, buy that you don't have, <laughs> but, I don't buy that you don't have fun doing TikTok. But the point is, we have it uh, on one device that has no access to anything else because so many people get their information that way. Whether we like it or not, that is a tool for disseminating important information, and, and that's how we use it, but we're always evaluating. Time out. Want- Scott, just what she's selling there. TikTok is a value. It's so valuable to get information to people. Do you buy that? No. I didn't think There's so. There's like a thousand other ways to do it. Yes. <laughs> okay. We want to make sure that we are protecting data in Michigan, and, and that's why we're, we're always evaluating. But at this point, the way we use it is, is secure. Yeah, she's but, the cool mom, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. I, I let my kids drink as long as they're not driving anywhere. Right. Now, they're going to do it anyway. But, but think about that that argument, though. She's saying, "Well, we don't put ourselves at risk. We just encourage our constituents to hand their data over to the Chinese government." Right. We don't mind that. No. As not long at all. as we can communicate to them and get them to vote for us again. Right. Boy, that's so true, isn't it? Yep. No doubt about it. Got to ask, of any of the Super Bowl commercials that were out yesterday, were there any you're like, you know what, that was pretty good? I thought the Ben Affleck thing was pretty cool, working the drive-thru. 
Did you did you see that one, David? I know you were in and out on not. parts of the Super Bowl. Yeah, during commercial breaks, I was completely out. Okay. I would guess that was probably well-received. You know what I mean? Yeah. Part of me felt guilty watching a good portion of it. Because with everything being so politicized, when I see Ben Affleck, all I can think about is years ago, him talking about, you know, people going with jihad all over the world and, and people calling it out. He called it gross. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Islamophobic. That you're calling it out, yeah. And so whenever I see him, I always I'm like, okay, Ben Affleck. So it's hard to get past that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've mentioned this, and we'll get into it more later. The Jesus ads. Yeah. Some people on the left lost their minds. They're freaking out. One is about people getting along, and one is about people fighting with each other. With each other, and the message there is, well, Jesus prayed for his enemies. Yeah. You know, understood where everyone was coming from, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And... What was the left saying? You saw some of this. Well, online. it's always well. They could have spent that money, uh, that money that for that ad. They could have spent it on soup kitchens and feeding the homeless and clothing them and drug uh, rehabilitation clinics and blah blah blah. They always do this, which they do. I mean, they don't do it to Pepsi. They don't do it to anybody else, but they do it to Christian organizations. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Honestly, when you say it like that, mm -hmm. <laughs> which one of the disciples would say that? Judas. Yeah. Yeah. All this money on the perfume, he could have sold that and gave it to the poor. Right. Now, because you, all you were concerned about was money. Right. That sort of thing. But if they pick it's on everybody the same way, it would be interesting. But, of course, they don't. Well, you know, with some of the ads, I was just trying to make sense of it. I'm not the biggest fan of Serena Williams. Uh-huh. Okay. But as far as the alcohol ad, so she's doing the Al Pacino speech from any given Sunday. You know, one more inch. That whole speech is what she's doing, right? Yep. About a team. She played an individual sport. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah. Were you were you thinking that as you were watching you it? You know, I didn't, but I understand what you're saying. You know what? Yes. I, I did actually see that commercial. Uh, that was one of the few I actually saw. And I, I was like, what is, okay, what is this for? Is this some, like girls and sports thing that she's promoting that's what whatever. I thought, yeah and then it's like liquor oh <laughs> okay well that's dumb <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay what well, join well, the drinking. team let's get drunk together drinking is kind of a team sport oh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah all i can think is okay we got liquor here who would sell it you know what i see serena williams in testing scores with the audience is always big let's get her to do this the message won't make any sense but at least we got serena it's nonsensical to me. Okay. Much more to get to. Washington University says gender clinic allegations are troubling. You don't say that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial and the Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. Okay, so where are gender clinic allegations troubling, David? Oh, Washington University, St. Louis. Uh, we talked about this last week. A... Uh, 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 
whistleblower who used to be a caseworker at the gender clinic at the children's hospital mm-hmm. um, it has said, look, what we're doing to kids with the whole trans stuff is monstrous. Uh, you know, her in her words was, I thought I was helping kids, uh, but now I'm now I'm a whistleblower. And she says, this is just ethically and morally wrong. Yeah. We are deforming kids. We are mangling kids for no reason. And also talked about the corruption there that in, like, several cases, they've got therapists who will be gender-affirming on standby and even have put together a form letter that the therapist in question can just, whatever, fill in the appropriate details and then, boom, here you go. Here's your testosterone if you're a girl, and in some cases for boys who wanted to transition to be a girl or to you know, look like a girl or whatever, they would give them this dangerous drug that's used to treat prostate cancer. That has a whole lot of other side effects to it. It's not good stuff. Well, obviously this whistleblower uh, is a crazy conservative, right? Uh, no. No, she's a she's a progressive. She's married to a trans man. That is what? A, you don't say. a woman who thinks that she's a man. And, uh, yeah, she part of the uh, uh, op-ed that she wrote for the free press said, you know, I'm a progressive, but I went to the attorney general in Missouri who's a Republican. We don't agree on politics, but we got to stop this. Right. So she's filed an affidavit with the state talking about the abuses there, the lack of scientific and medical rigor. Um, and so Washington University now in St. Louis is calling these whistleblower allegations troubling, you see. Uh, we are alarmed by the allegations reported in the article. Uh, describing the practices and behaviors the author says she witnessed while employed at the university's transgender center, reads a statement. We are taking this matter very seriously and have already begun the process of looking into the situation to ascertain the facts. You put your name attached to something and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors? <laughs> Come no, on. You're saying this because you got caught. Yes. It's corporate speak now. We take these allegations very, very seriously. seriously. <clears throat> because they're true. Yeah. You see, because it was from someone that worked here. And if we had an honest media, remember, this used to be like, this would be the big story on 60 Minutes. Ah. Dude. I mean, it, some of the allegations that she's laying out uh, include when parents of minors withdrew their parental consent, the doctors mm -hmm. kept prescribing medications to kids. That's a crime. These people should be in prison. And yes, if we had an honest media that wasn't afraid of the alphabet mafia, we would or this would be one of the biggest stories in the country. Yeah. And what my fear is, is that it's not so much they're afraid of the alphabet mafia, but that they're part of the alphabet mafia, yeah. which leads down the road to Marxism. And that's where it all starts. Call me kooky. No. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm afraid of. All right, you know what time it is. I do. Okay. We do this... About every day at this time, we're looking at stories all over the place. May not be the biggest story out there today, but it caught your attention. David, today, what is your story? I just wanted a little bit more time to flesh this out. We talked about this briefly on Friday at the very end of the show. Okay. I saw this in Business Insider uh, about the Taliban, which, of course, we all know took over, uh, retook Afghanistan after Joe Biden just completely screwed the pooch on the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, well, now some Taliban soldiers have been installed into positions of privilege in the government, but, man, they've become jaded with city life. 
they're used to going and blowing crap up out in the mountains, <sighs> man. And now they're now they're talking about how how much it sucks working a nine to five, man. It's terrible, man. So in these interviews with different fighters, ages uh, twenty four to thirty two. They say, well, we've gone from watching the skies for drone strikes to grappling with everyday urban battles like internet addiction and difficult bosses. And the traffic is a nightmare. (laughs) One of the sections in this article is called Missing the Time of Jihad. The Taliban used to be free of restrictions, but now we sit in one place behind a desk and computer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sucks! Life's become so wearisome. You do the same thing every day. And the rent is too damn high. Yes. Cobble. Dang, Welcome man. to the grind, Taliban. We're connected to speedy Wi-Fi and Internet. Many Mujahideen, <laughs> including me, are addicted to the Internet, especially Twitter. Another guy, used to be a sniper, says, What I don't like about Kabul is its ever-increasing traffic holdups. Last year, it was tolerable, but in the last few months, it's become more and more congested. Where people are moving here, they're ruining the neighborhood, and the rent is too high. I can't even bring my family here now. They won't let me do remote work. Oh, my goodness. They start doing TED Talks there. (laughs) Let's help them out. But no women. No women at the TED Talks. Not at university. None of that. No, no. It's just awful for these Taliban fighters. Yes. Uh, Scott, what's your story today? Uh, NPR headline is being dragged all over the place. The NPR headline was, are there certain places where we should just continue to mask up forever? Question mark. We asked three experts to weigh in. There's still hundreds of thousands of COVID cases reported in the U.S., along with a few thousand deaths related to COVID, too. But with mask mandates, a thing of the past, and the National Emergency Health Declaration that will expire in May, we're in a new phase of the pandemic. Wondering if and when you should still be masking up. They asked some of their experts. No one on the planet is wondering how long they should wear their mask. Unless, of course, they're liberals, and then you can identify who they are by the fact they still have a mask on. Who's asking this? I have no idea. I mean, okay, from the last information we got, if you are someone at high risk and you're going out in public... yeah. And you got an N95, say you're an elderly person, and you think, you know what, this might help me. Um, so even though it's uncomfortable, I don't like it, I'm going to wear it because it might do maybe 25% good for me. And you would say, okay, that's your choice. I don't care. Yeah. Right. But if but, you're asking, should we bring them back, the mask mandates? That's where I'm going. I'm saying. No. Uh, right. The mask mandates would still be talking about just cloth masks. No one ever said, hey, we see a difference with your regular cloth mask and the N95. Even the N95, from everything I understand, from everything I've read, did little good. Is yeah. that your takeaway? Yeah, if you're like in a crowded like subway train or in a theater or something like that, that N95 isn't really doing anything. It may have some benefit if you can space out a little bit. So if you're at Walmart and it's fairly empty, you know, maybe it could help, but it really isn't, yeah. Well, if there's anything we've learned for sure over the last three years, and that, of course, is always trust the experts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Experts say we found three <laughs> of them. Man. My crazy aunt on Facebook was more accurate than Anthony Fauci. Yes. And for that, I apologize. <laughs> I really, I, I owe her like a gift basket or something, honestly. Jeez. At this point in time, honestly, what good is it? I don't understand. There's Who, still cases out there, Jamie. Yes, there are cases of lots of things. So yes. what? Uh-huh. It still doesn't make any sense. Okay. That's the headline. That's All right. Your tax dollars are work, my friends. Okay. Uh, for my story today, I saw, saw it at Town Hall. Um, I know people online were commenting yesterday um, that at the Super Bowl, and I think this is like the third year in a row, we've got two national anthems. We've got the national anthem, and we have the black national anthem. Uh-huh. Lift every voice and sing. Uh-huh. Well, I know plenty of people that think that's a great song. And at the same time, don't think it should be called the Black National Anthem. No. And the point that a lot of people bring up is, how can you have two national anthems? And then, if it's just two, where then does it stop? Right. Do you do a Hispanic National Anthem? Well, yeah. I mean, if you follow this line of logic, then sure, everybody should be represented, right? Well... I'm just thinking the current culture, when you're talking about, quote, marginalized people, we hear um, people of color, black and brown. So you'd have to include those people. Also, like trans people, Mm -hmm. hear that a lot. Is there a trans national anthem? Well, yeah, there is. The trans and non-binary national anthem is just me, 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 me. It's very simple. Yeah. And it's not that the singer didn't do a great job with the song. No one, I oh, don't no, think, no. W- was saying that. Yeah, It's that people are saying, hold on. Why do we on. need two anthems? We're, we're, we're trying to bring the country together. Right, this is not doing it, no. You know, and one of the things that I noticed on Twitter was the amount of, well, black people commenting, this is not good. Yeah. Saying, I'm not even going to stand for this thing. You know, if you have to put race in front of an anthem, then you are racist. That was one tweet. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, this is like not that far removed from the mindset of separate but equal. And, oh, here, you know what? We're going to have black drinking fountains for progress. Like that, it, no, no, it doesn't no, make I, any I, sense. I, that's actually a valid point. We yeah. are all Americans. Why are we separating here? Yeah. Well, and I also saw some pushback of people saying, hey, this is a gospel song. Yeah. Why you why why do Christians have such a problem with this gospel song? I don't know. I can't read everyone's mind, but I'm guessing because you're calling it the Black National Anthem. If you called it the Gospel National Anthem, people would lose their minds. Yeah. They wouldn't want it. Separated church and state. You would have all of that. If everybody gets a national anthem, you'd have to start the games at four in the afternoon. No kidding. Just to get them all in. Well, I mean, as it is now, the game starts later and later every year because of all this stuff you got to put in there. Oh, yeah. And just even the coin toss, right. my goodness, takes so long now. It's the, like the NFL pie-eating contest. And... <laughs> <laughs> all of that, yeah, I think most people agree. It's, we need one national anthem. That's, that's good enough. One nation under God. No, oh, you can't. What? Yeah. All right. Lot to get to.
New Mexico. Elections official accused of deleting ballots? Yeah. What? Election deniers! Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Jeez, man. A little brutal. Some people thought Eagles fans deserved it. They elected Fetterman. Well, I mean. Did it cross your mind? Did it cross your mind? Yes. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how many uh, football fans actually did vote for Fetterman. So we don't I, know. I don't know. I think that might be off the table because that demographic tends to lean more conservative. I understand. Just telling you what I see online. Mm-hmm. You know. I figured they'd haul him to the game yesterday and put him on TV. I think he just got out of the hospital. Yeah. I was very surprised, though. I don't know that he's able. I don't think we know how bad off John no, we, Fetterman we don't have is any after that no. New York Times, sorry, failing New York Times article talking about how bad it really is for that guy. Oh, I smokes. I'm assuming it's really, really bad because that that campaign, his office, his family has been lying about his condition for almost a full year now. And so when he has to go back in the hospital, I assume, I mean, the guy's in some serious dire straits. Yes. And you really get the feeling that as far as the Democratic machine, he was useful to them for a certain period of time. But he's got to be present to vote. Yeah. Well... By proxy, I suppose. They're, well, they're going to push him out. I'll bet you. It's going to happen in the next few months. I don't know. How can, we'll you, see. How can you do that and not be called ableist? Or? Because you have the backing of big tech and you have the backing of yeah. legacy media that yeah. just won't talk about it. And you could give him a pile of money to go away and make all the right statements. I'd love to do this job. I just can't. Boy, the wife's going to fight that tooth and nail. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. What's the story in New Mexico, David? Oh, man, this is a crazy story. So there's a, a, a new complaint from a New Mexico ethics commission about a local elections official who is accused of deleting and mishandling midterm ballots, along with other misconduct. Um, the state ethics commission uh, is saying that Torrance County clerk Yvonne Otero dramatically failed Dramatic, not just failed, dramatically failed to comply with government conduct laws using her elected office for her own personal benefit and to pursue personal interests. So she deleted a whole bunch of unopened and unread emails in October, uh, including two ballots that were cast electronically via the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voters Act. Whoa. Uh, The emails also included information from the New Mexico Secretary of State about procedures and timelines for the then upcoming 2022 midterm election. Now we got staff for that delete. Whatever. Otero also reportedly pre-signed certifications for 22 ballot tabulators without any inspection because she was going to be on vacation in Vegas during the inspections. 
So I you just signed it. <laughs> Whatever. Golly. Come on, Chachi. Let's move this along. <laughs> and then she appeared to threaten an employee who questioned a timesheet prepared by her mother, who was working as a presiding judge for absentee ballots in late spring of 2022, with Otero reminding the employee that she signed off on their timesheets. And then also, apparently, she solicited narcotic drugs from a subordinate employee and made several references to using drugs, held intimate engagements in her office during work hours, intimate engagements. Mm-hmm. During work hours, okay. And then, my favorite allegation, discharged a taser beside the head of an employee as a joke. Whoa! <laughs> Even me in my 20s would have said that's over the line. <laughs> Wasn't well, during an intimate encounter. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry that all these people just can't handle a strong woman in a position of power, okay? That's right. Never, never boring. Nope. Gosh dang. Holy smokes, Daddy-O. <laughs> okay, please keep an eye on that story, yeah. but I'm guessing nothing comes of it. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, she'll probably get fired. Okay. All right. Because anytime I start to get my hopes up for, you know, just seeing justice served somewhere, right. David will be there quick to say, nah, nothing's going to happen. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Imagine putting a taser to use in your personal life, whether for a joke or otherwise. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we're shooting stuff out of the sky all over the place. Yeah, yeah, they've been. What was one of the one of the terms they used over the weekend was decommissioned, which I, I do like that. That they decommissioned an unidentified flying object over Alaska, um, <laughs> also one over Canada, and uh, one over Lake Huron, and there was a fourth potential blip on the radar over Montana, but when but no one could ever make any sort of visual confirmation that one was there, that anything was there. So anyway, uh, now, now again, one of these balloons or whatever was shot down over Canadian airspace at the request of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, a.k.a. Fidel Castro's illegitimate son. <laughs> now, this is, now, this is part of the defense agreement we have with Canada. I know a lot of people were wondering, hey, why, did, why is Canada able to order our Air Force to go shoot something out of the sky? Well, it's a pretty simple explanation. It's a, this is part of the defense agreement that we have. I with, wondered that too, though. With I did. Canada. And yeah. it, again, it's a totally fair question because a yeah. lot of people don't know that. And, you know, again, pretty easy explanation. This has been around for like 60 years. Well, uh, if you were on Van Camp's text list, like you are, Scott, and me, we're lucky enough, yeah. you know, right away because I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was something to the effect of, we got to do every bleeping thing for this guy. Right. Yeah. yeah he didn't call him that. Yeah. No, no, no. Trudeau. Yeah. Yes. He called him a bad name. Yes, I did. I used I used a, a, some foul language. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, it was um, fine. It was sanitized. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. But anyway, I mean, it's pretty easy explanation, right? 
Which is why it is so funny to me to hear the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, try to explain this okay. when asked about it on MSNBC by Jonathan Capehart. Oh, this should be a treat. Why is, why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a, part of a, it's a, it's a, what you call a coalition, a consortium, a, 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 so, a pact, okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that. Again, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in, in, uh, in uh, clearly in, 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 in step with uh, right. Canada. Yes, with yes. Canada. Yeah, yeah Canada. Yeah, <laughs> with Canadian mm. is what she said. You know what I hear when I hear that? What's that? Equity. <laughs> I that's hear what I hear. I hear McGurkin. <laughs> that's not even McGurkin because at least McGurkin, <laughs> as you define it, Scott, is yeah. it reads as English left to right. right. But that doesn't. That's th- it's not that hard to say. This is part of a long-standing defense agreement we have with our Canadian partners. Flood a herd, but herd of Yeah, Canada. Right, yeah. Canada. Just one of those things. Okay, well, thank you for that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Chinese were getting intel on us anyway, says Chuck Schumer. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Democrats who defended the initial response to that Chinese spy balloon that Biden mm-hmm. let float across the entire country say, well, no way to shoot it down. Might hurt somebody on the ground. And then, like, a couple days later, we're shooting things down out of the sky willy-nilly. <laughs> Of course, so obviously they were lying about this. Now Democrats yes. are in kind of a tough spot because clearly we could have taken down that spy balloon earlier. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was on ABC trying to defend the different responses. Oh, okay. The first balloon, there was a much different rationale, which I think was the appropriate rationale. Uh, we got enormous intelligence information from surveilling the balloon as it went over the United States. Didn't the and Chinese watching. get enormous intelligence as well? Well, they, they could have been getting it anyway, but we have to know what they're doing. <laughs> what? That was kind of a casual, flippant thing to yeah, say. Yeah, well, right? they could have been getting it anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Okay, hold on a second. I thought originally they said, oh, this is great. See, we let it fly all across the United States, then off the coast of South Carolina. Then we can gather, you know, well, everything that we shot down. But we haven't. We well, haven't got it to all. to believe that the payload is, is, has the information in it, that it wasn't being sent back to China in real time, which, of course, it was. Right. So what's the but now point? now you're saying <laughs> that we got... All the intel yeah. we could as it was flying across. Right. And then when we brought it down, then they lose all that intel because it was going to turn around and fly back over back to China <laughs> and deliver the payload. What do I, you know, that's the dumbest thing ever, well, right? Yes. Well, well, like we were talking about last week, too, the whole idea doesn't make any sense that you're going to shoot it down over the water because oceans move. Like, yes. if you shoot it down over Montana, which clearly you can do, we you literally just proved that point over the weekend— then in Alaska, it fell on ice. Then you can find it a lot easier than right. in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. So I just read that it keeps getting taken further out to sea. It's harder to find. Yeah. So now the story changes. Okay. They do this crap all the time. Yeah. But that, again... That spy protector's on, so when it falls from the ground, it won't be damaged. Oh, got it. Yeah. It's like a little floaties. <laughs> right, yes. Of course. Yes. Meanwhile... Uh, Biden's new parole program. Yeah. Apparently, human traffickers love this. Well, yeah, because so they're trying to claim victory on the border crisis because of their expanded humanitarian parole program. This is the thing that allows thirty thousand people a month to come in as long as they let the feds know ahead of time. It's it's a joke. It's a complete joke. 
All they're doing is recategorizing who counts as an illegal immigrant and who doesn't. Right. That's it. So the numbers on the stat sheet look better. And then, of course, these idiots and cheerleaders in the media can say, oh, see, the border crisis solved. It's not. Um, Biden's plan is working. The numbers are way down. Well, here's another nice little tidbit here. Um, Is that part of the issue is that migrants need a sponsor in the U.S.? And guess what? Now there's a black market that's selling sponsorships for about 10 grand a pop. (laughs) Wow. And so all you're doing is you're legitimizing human trafficking operations. That's it. The unintended consequences have you spoken about so many times, Scotty. Always. Man, oh, man. Always. And you just change the numbers, and mm-hmm. you are so right, David. That's what they're going to do. Go out there and talk about how the plan is working. Well, the numbers are way down. Well, that's it. That's what liberals do all the time. We've seen this in, in progressive-run school districts, right, where, well, we're not going to you know, uh, assign letter grades to kids anymore because equity, right? And then they can, see, they can look at the stat sheet and say, well, we had – uh, uh, X percentage drop in the number of kids dropping out of high school. See, because <laughs> obviously our plan is working. The pressure of grading kids was really the problem. <laughs> right. And then you get into a situation like in Baltimore, where I don't know if you saw the story over the weekend, there's a number of schools in Baltimore City Public Schools where there are zero, zero kids passing math with proficiency. Yeah. It's 19 schools. It is, I saw the same story. It is unreal. And so that's what these idiots always do. Well, it looks good on an Excel spreadsheet, and so therefore, problem solved. Yep. Nope. All you did was provide an easier avenue for human traffickers to take advantage of desperate people in Cuba, Nicaragua, elsewhere in the world. It's disgusting. Speaking of that education story about Maryland, and Baltimore in particular, mm-hmm. third to eighth graders, like just being able to pass... In math, 7%. Golly. 7%. And I think the superintendent's making four hundred grand, if yeah. I remember right. Well, well, you, well you got to understand that. Figure that math out pretty easy, can't we? Well, you got to understand, Baltimore, very, very conservative, Trump-loving city, <laughs> you know. Right. That's what well, it was. The other part is you could say, well, they're just not putting enough resources into education because we hear that all the time. Dude. Maryland is third as far as the money per student, isn't it? Eighteen grand per student. Per student, yeah, is what is spent to have ninety-three percent of third through eighth graders not be able to pass math. But don't. We're give, not talking about A's and B's or honor roll. We're talking about passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't give those parents a voucher and let them send them to an achieving school. We don't want that. Of course not. Eighteen grand to give it to the parents. Say, hey, spend it on, on some other school because no. that's racist. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of racists, we got too many white people in construction. Yeah. Heard that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who said it? Uh, Pete Buttigieg. So the uh, transportation oh. secretary was doing an event today, and uh, no one asked him about that tragedy that's unfolding in East Palestine, Ohio, the train yeah. derailment. You've got it's this a big toxic deal. spill. You've got all these. I mean, it's just this nightmare scenario. No one asked the transportation secretary about a train derailment. Instead, they asked him about... Racism and construction. This is wait what a second. There are people around that area like, hey, what's the funk in the air? Are we okay to breathe this? Right. And they don't ask this guy that question. Nope. 
Now, what about equity with construction? Yes. All right. We've heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. Yeah. Who's out there going, hey, I'm glad we're finally getting that bridge put in. But, man, there's too many white guys wearing hard hats. Who does that? No one does that. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's such a joke, and at the same time, it's so maddening. I can tell by the look on your face, Robin. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about all the good-paying union jobs that tear down the barriers. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's a clown. It's it's always just one platitude after another with him. Like it means nothing? He just throws out platitudes, he lives on them, and that's it. Nothing. Yes. Nothing. I got to tell you, man, (laughs) to me this is somewhat related. After the Super Bowl's done, there's post-game, right? Yeah. And it's not just once... You know, Fox is done. It's on ESPN. I I hear a couple people because I was curious if they were going to talk about that call that happened late in the game in a press conference. But it was just, you know, Berman's still out there and Steve Young and Booger. And they're, you know, interviewing different people. And they're talking about the Chiefs and how they really stood up and, and the defense, too. I mean, huge stops. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if there were just a couple of plays different in the Eagles when you never had that conversation because they put up 35 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what? If, if Jalen Hurts doesn't have that fumble early in the game, the shape of that entire game looks different. It does. Wild. There's all these little things one way or another, but then it's these definitive statements at the end. And I'm always like, okay, whatever. I guess you got to do something like that. Right. Okay. It's a piece of audio that I wanted to play. Um, and it caught my attention because it says why a plane is a bad place to break up with your girlfriend. A plane? Yes. Okay. I guess it was mid-flight that this guy and his girlfriend are having the talk like, you know, we should go our separate ways. She comes unglued. Wow. Completely unglued. And I've seen the video. And if this is acting, um, it's great acting I because I think it's real. But when she finally melts down, you know how some people get past this point where there's no consoling? That this is the point where we pick it up. <laughs> it sounds like that one guy they tried to drag off the plane like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, David Dow. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like that. And I know what you're asking. Why would he want to break up? <laughs> no, it sounds very sane. <laughs> now you hear the other people on the plane going, all right. Okay, maybe it's bad to break up in the middle of a flight, but get control. You got it. When you can hit the exit real quick, you can't do that here. I think it was something like, please don't leave me. Yeah. Please don't leave me. I'll do it. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> As Bono once said, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> yeah. News update straight ahead right here.
The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, there are a lot of people that are afraid of doing the right thing because they might be called racist. Yeah, of course. This is an example of one of those, I get the feeling. Oh, yeah. A sad story and a look at how absolutely horrible progressive criminal justice reforms have been. A woman named uh, Jessica Trustick. She lives in a very nice, progressive part of Brooklyn, and about six months ago, she was walking her dog and saw this guy muttering to himself. And so she tried to avoid him, but he followed her and then took out a bottle of Gatorade and dumped the contents on her, and it turns out it was urine. Oh, God. And then, as she was trying to get away, he hit her in the back of the head, or I'm sorry, just in the, in the lower back, with his big walking stick, and then he hit the dog's head. The dog wound up dying from internal injuries, and still the dude hadn't been arrested. Oh, God. Um, I went from public caning for this person to 10 years easy. Yeah. So some within the progressive enclave of Park Slope, as uh, Fox News puts it, objected to the idea of sending the police after a homeless black man who appeared mentally unwell. After Trustick sought help from her city council representative, a spokesman for the councilor told the New York Times the police weren't the vehicle to bring safety to our community. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. Golly. You know what? Oof. And it's like, this let me a- go buy a truth stick. <laughs> we'll take care of it. You yeah. know, and, and this has, you know, this is one of those things where obviously it's a bad situation. It's a tragedy. No one should feel unsafe like this, and no one no. certainly should have a stranger come up and beat their dog to death in front of them. No. Um, and the police should be able to handle it. That being said, the people who are victimized by this, in this particular case, y'all voted for this. It's true. This is what you chose. You chose yep. progressive ideology because it made you feel good by posting about it on Facebook. And you don't want to be called a racist. Right. <laughs> and we'll see. I voted right. But you, but you never think there's right and wrong. It doesn't matter what color anybody is. It, it wouldn't matter what color this person was no. that killed the dog and it, and poured whiz on her and hit her in the back. I don't care if it's white. It's, it doesn't matter. There has to be justice. But this is it. When you don't think it'll come to you, man. Oh man. Well, we voted right. It won't come to us. The last name Truthstick. That sounds like what my dad used to use on me when I told a lie. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't fun. It was, no, no uh, C-H-R-U-S-T-I-C. Not, How not, do you say it? Uh, true stick. All true I stick. heard was truth stick. Yeah. I was like, man, that was like the paddle. I saw you wincing over there. <laughs> <laughs> the mere mention of it. Yeah, yeah you got to watch out for that. Um, have you ever heard the term boyfriend air? Boyfriend air? No. Yeah, just bringing that up out of nowhere. Uh, Apparently, that's a thing online. Women are complaining about the smell of their boyfriend's apartments and that that they go there and then they leave and they have that stink on them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That they can't put their makeup on right and everything else. Mm -hmm. Because it smells so bad? (laughs) That's what they say. Well, hey, guys, come on. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Yeah, I'm sure those guys have no options. Anyway, <laughs> biggest story of the day is what, David? The biggest story of the day is that apparently the uh, Biden administration was lying when they said they couldn't shoot down safely that Chinese spy balloon uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, because they just shot down like three more. Uh, and now the uh, NORAD commander 
is saying, well, we're not ruling out extraterrestrials over here, okay? Okay. But no one here on the show believes that. No. I knew I would, but I, I thought maybe one of you guys would be biting on that a little bit, no. but not so much, huh? These are the same people who said that the coronavirus came from someone eating bat soup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we'll get to the latest on all of that straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Stop getting shot out of the sky. Patrick Mahomes. Fly, Eagles fly. Maybe not so fast. <laughs> mm. Oh, that was unnecessary. Mm, yes, it was. Hey, man, I'm not the one saying Eagles fans deserved it for voting for John Fetterman or for booing the Walter Payton recipient there at the beginning of the game. I will have none of that. He's a cowboy. Yeah, Dak Prescott was the recipient. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that you're just going to boo him. People doing good things for other people. Come on. We're not going to have that. No. So, no, I don't think Philly fans deserved how they got jobbed there at the end. And I did. I yeah, thought that was it, a bad call at the it, end. It was a bad call. Although, yeah. the person who was called on said, well, I was holding him. I thought that was classy for him to do that. Very, very much so. I really did. Yeah. Okay. But speaking of things being shot out of the sky, we're not ruling out aliens. Yeah, a bunch of high-altitude objects have been shot down in the last few days. One over Alaska, another over Canada, and a third over Lake Huron. Uh, There was a uh, blip on the radar over Montana, but no one found anything in the sky. So that's where things stand as of right now. Uh, NORAD Commander Glenn Van Herc was asked, if, do you think it could be aliens? Hmm. Have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials, and if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. Hmm. Thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Well, people are wondering what's going on. Is this something that's been around for a while? Mm. And now it's a lot of attention yeah. because of the spy balloon? Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. We don't know what we're being told and what we're not being told. Right. Uh, I do have an update here from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, read the aliens. Oh, boy. Excellent. Uh, she's admitting that she is one of them, um, and that is her translator box is uh, broken, and that's why she stammers a lot. She's zipping I'm just face kidding. off. No, here's here's what she actually said. <laughs> 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 she's not an alien. She's just a lizard person. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, anyway, uh, she was asked about it. Here's this is hot off the presses. Here we go. Make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about 
Yeah. You all right, now I think it's Harold. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come to visit you in the middle of the night. I, you denied our existence. <laughs> you will come with us now. I I just I I have just been convinced that it's totally aliens. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just by what she said. When she says there's no indication, no indication, right. really. Okay. Yeah. Well, they lie about everything else. This is true. That's all I'm saying. They have lied about so many other things. That's why you don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And that part is honestly very frustrating. Well, why don't you just tell us what the other objects were you shot down? Just tell us what they were. They do. They think it's something else from China, just not a balloon. Isn't that what the inside people have said, David? Yeah, they think it was something from China. Probably was. What? Okay. What something else it? to spy with? Okay, but like yeah, we just don't know. Candy fall out of it like a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Did you see that? There was a meme going around with that that it it uh, it, it it did look like a a spy balloon from Mexico, and it was a pinata. Yeah, <laughs> breaking Mexico has sent a spy balloon <laughs> to Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Meanwhile, we have a mom suing a school district. What for? Transitioning her daughter? Yeah. There's a a mother in California, Aurora Regino, is suing her child's school district for transitioning her 11-year-old's gender in secret. Uh, She is claiming that her rights as a parent were violated here. Um, And she is going after the school district here. Uh, This happened in the Chico Unified School District. Uh, Apparently, the daughter was living a double life as a male named Jaden and was receiving school counseling on how to socially transition. Now, this child is now once again identifying as a girl because she is a little girl. Uh, But uh, the mother says, you know, uh, the counselor uh, was talking to my daughter about different support groups in town to help her with her transition and then discussed breast binding with my daughter that I had no knowledge of. Uh, She claims that the district had a parental secrecy policy that allowed students to transition without their parents' knowledge. Um, And she says, look, I just want them to stop keeping parents in the dark about this. The school district said that they do not have a parent secrecy policy. uh, But, I mean, how many times have we heard something like this? Too many to count, man. Do you remember when this first happened in Canada? It's been over five years ago. Yeah. We talked about the dad at the time. And the prediction was, it's coming to the United States. And it was really hard to fathom at the time that that could really happen here, yeah. in any state. Yeah. And it's all over the place. And there are a whole group of people that think it's the right thing to do to not tell parents. Because they just don't understand. Yeah. And again, I mean, you can go through this where this ends up. They've seen it in the UK. It ends up in lawsuits. Yeah. Because you've got kids that are confused about a lot of things when they're 12 or 13 years old. You're giving them drugs at the very least that's going to alter their body forever. (laughs) That whole, well, you can always, you know, just stop taking the hormones and go back. No, there are a lot of things that you can't undo. Not to mention if you actually undergo a surgery. It's freaking evil. Yeah. People need to call it out. And if you get called a transphobe, who cares? Think of the yeah. source. Yeah, it d- doesn't matter. You know, some blue-haired freak show on TikTok is mad at you. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, who cares? you, right. you got to protect your kids. And, 
you know, when you when you bring up the idea that there's Marxist ideology behind this, I know some people kind of roll their eyes, but this is very much the kind of thing that like Mao's Cultural Revolution was about. It was about driving yes. a wedge between parents and kids that the state should be trusted over parents because parents, well, they just weren't with it. They just didn't understand. Right. And now this little girl in Chico, California, is actually seeing a different counselor, which is why she's now accepting that she's a girl. And that counselor has told the mom, I think that other person was manipulating your daughter. Because you see that. You know, you have these freak show wannabe revolutionaries going in there and messing with kids' heads. It's not healthy. It's not right. And people, honestly, I justice will only have been achieved when people who are pushing this go to prison. Agreed. And if you don't think it's real... Just watched libs of TikTok. A lot of these people put it out there for oh, yeah. everyone to see how they're trying to manipulate kids to think a certain way. These parents are, are treating it like designer luggage or something. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. Like you're going to be in the in crowd yeah. if your kid and, is one and, of the trans kids. Right. Well, my kid's trans. You know, I mean, it's it's just a creepy feeling. And I wonder sometimes when I read this stuff... How many of these people are advocating for this sort of thing actually have children? And of those people who have children and are advocating this, how many of them have done it with their children? And, and their reasoning behind it. I just, I can't, it's a mental illness run amok. Totally agree. I mean, it's, it, it just is. And, and again, if a kid at the age of 18 years old, which we believe is a consenting adult in this country, decides that that's what they want to do with the rest of their lives, far be it for me to stop them. Okay. Fine by me. But that's what I mean. But until then, I know we it, have a responsibility, dude. Here. It, I know it sounds corny in a way to say, as a society, yeah, we have a responsibility to protect kids. It's not just if it's your kid. We this do. crap needs to be called out for every we kid. We do. We have we have an obligation to the children of this country. Agree. I mean, my gosh, man. All right, switching gears. I'm trying to make sense of this, I, David. This was an NBC News story touting the benefits, yeah, of college kids filling up gallon jugs with vodka, yeah. Yeah, so there's this thing, they call it the Borg, which stands for Blackout Rage Gallon. Apparently, this is a big thing that's that's going on on college campuses. I mean, it's, it, you know, similar to, you know, any number of different methods that college kids use to get as drunk as possible, as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, but this just has a new name for it. But this is half water, half vodka, a caffeinated flavor enhancer, and a dash of powdered electrolytes. And the people who drink this say, well, you can drink as much as you want and then wake up not having a hangover. And I'm like, dude, you're under 24. You don't even know what hangovers are. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have a vague idea, okay? <laughs> but anyway, uh, as, as uh, here, I just want to read you from, from the article. Um, it has been hailed by harm reduction advocates as something that may actually mitigate the dangers of college drinking culture. Yeah, a, a half gallon of vodka <laughs> with some with some Powerade or something in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one expert described Borg's, again, blackout rage gallon, as a really solid harm reduction, uh, especially when paired with other tactics like catching a ride with a trusted designated driver. Now, I will, I will give them this. Some of them, one of the uh, apparently rituals that you do is you label it in some funny, kitschy, punny thing. So like one was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
And another was Brown v. Borg of Education. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. All right, I'll, I'll I'll admit that. But other experts have said that drinking from Borgs appears to be less dangerous than other forms of college bench drinking. It is the most fantastic harm reduction strategy I'm seeing, says one crisis response educator. Holy it's the, cow. It's the smartest way to get drunk. I, Where were I, these people when I was drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, okay, you got people spending thousands of dollars going in debt for a degree that will never pay back. Yeah. So you might as well get absolutely blind. Yeah. Well, they're, they're they're walking around with an old gallon jug of milk and filled with vodka. They're just you know preparing for their lives of living on the streets. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to play you a piece of audio that's under seven seconds, but I want you to play this game along with me, okay? Because this was right after the Super Bowl and the Chiefs win, and Terry Bradshaw is going to bring up the winning coach Andy Reid to talk to him and interview Boy, him. I heard this. Okay. What I want you to imagine is that this would be the Oscars or the Grammys, and this would be one woman talking to another woman with the same sort of language. Okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> Congratulations, Andy. Men and women are all the same. <laughs> yeah, you could not tell... Big woman, come over here. Waddle over here. Hey, Lizzo, waddle <laughs> over here. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Andy Reid is beautiful in every way. I don't know why you have to. He is healthy, okay? He doesn't get him as waddling. <laughs> Did you see him twerking last night at the club in celebration? In a thong? Did it's you incredible. say they're like both the same age? Bradshaw's like 12 years older than he is. It's like, no, I'm not. News update straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. John Kirby, spokesman for the White House. He's hmm. talking about, you know, all these unidentified flying objects all over the place that we're shooting down. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. If I were to ask you, hey, the payload as far as that first balloon off the coast of South Carolina, if I said just the payload, you'd know what I was talking about, right? Sure. Yeah, it may not be completely accurate jargon, but I generally understand you're talking about the thing that's the size of, what, two school buses or something? Yeah, and the payload word was used a lot of different times yeah. in the media, describing what was on board this thing. And it came from the government. Yeah. yeah. The payload. Payload. Yes. Well, John Kirby will end up... At Answering this, but at first it's like, oh, oh, what? What you speak of? CBS. Okay. Um, has the payload been recovered from South Carolina yet? The large so <laughs> payload that's. Yeah, as I said, some of the debris. Certainly, uh, they were able to take things off the surface like the next day, actually, that afternoon. Uh, some of the balloon uh, fabric. Um, and in the days. I don't think we care about the fabric, John. I was just going to say. It's like so a stall what? tactic. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Some people want to because that's what 
Lizzo is planning on wearing to the Grammys next year. Wow. Or Sam Smith. Yeah. Here we go. In the days since, they have been able to recover some, not all, uh, of the payload that sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. It's in about 45 feet of water. Weather conditions are pretty tough off the coast right now. Like today, for instance, they have not been able to get into the water and dive whoa, 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 on it. But whoa, 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 over the course whoa. of the weekend, they were able to whoa. raise. I'm going to sound like an old boss. What I'm interested in here, see, is results, not excuses. Yeah. Because I was told early on that this would be easy to recover. Yeah, this would be the best way to do it, right? Do you have yes. absolutely no risk to people on the ground? Even though people on the ground were literally taking video of the thing getting shot out of the sky. People right. gathered yes. around, man. <sighs> this is hard to take. Some of the debris, including uh, some of the electronics and, and, uh, uh, and some of the structure. Do you have an expectation of when all that payload is going to be collected? I don't. I, I wish I could, if I if I could tell you that I, I'd be a very wealthy man. I mean, it's gonna. It could take. It could take a long time, uh, <laughs> given uh, sea, the sea state and weather conditions and the degree to which uh, we have to protect the safety of the divers. Oh, yes. What is <laughs> the that? weather? Very, very wealthy man. Is there a large market for people willing to pay for predictions when it comes to recovering spy balloons? I'm not sure. Must be. It's just hard to predict. <laughs> Great whites are going to eat a lot of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just difficult listening to oh, yeah. a guy like yeah. that. It's just full of baloney. You know, it would have been much more difficult to recover that on dry land in Montana. Just Well, it's just such a that's risk. What they, that's what they're saying, though. That's right. a risk to what, trees? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? From all the people talking about, oh, there were plenty of places they could have shot it down there. But then when you had the other one over Alaska? Yeah. Around Anchorage for our mm-hmm. friends there. Oh, screw those people. Right. <laughs> They'll be all right. <laughs> we'll shoot that own. one down now. Yep. That's the part. It just doesn't match. It doesn't make sense. But you're just trying to make sense out of it. Still trying. Okay. So do you think by the end of today we're actually going to know any more? Ah, no, probably not. No, I'm going to say no. In the next week, are we going to know any more? Yes. Okay. Maybe not. All right. Something else we might have to bet on. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we got a lot of stuff going on. And apparently a dude driving a U-Haul went on a violent rampage mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Struck eight people, including a police officer. People are saying it was no accident. That dude is in custody. Holy smokes, man. And that's all we know right now. Single male driver driving wow. a U-Haul truck in the Bay Ridge area of Brooklyn. It struck a number of people. So keeping an eye on that. No fatalities does not mention in the story yet. And then we have, well, stuff that seems to be in the air all over the place. Yeah. Shot down. Yeah. Well, we got 
three, what, high-altitude, unidentified aerial phenomena mm-hmm. get shut, uh, shot down uh, over the weekend uh, in Canada, Alaska, and over uh, Lake Huron. And so, uh, again, John Kirby, the person who speaks for the White House who hasn't been hit in the back of the head with a shovel, he can actually put sentences together. He's the first person, by the way, within cabinet that is not hit back at with a shovel, <laughs> or or been dropped down several flights of yeah, stairs right. as an infant. Right. Yes. Um, he can actually speak, but yeah, he's out there saying, "Well, you know, it could be that we're just detecting these more and more uh, because we're looking for them now." Well, I I don't even know where to go with that. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you just have stuff floating up in the sky, and I understand it's a big sky as you know, Billy Bob Thornton in Armageddon said. Yeah, but 40,000 feet, Yeah, that's not safe. People on planes. Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, okay, but then you're just shooting down stuff that you don't know what it is. That doesn't really make any sense, does it? Like Somebody who's pulling the trigger has to know what it is. Right. They don't want to say it yet. Yeah. But it's curious because, again, you let this balloon fly all across the United States for days Talking about it was the smart thing to do because we could get all of this intelligence from the payload that we were going to get off the coast of South Carolina, yet we don't have it all recovered yet. But everything else, we decided, well, yeah. this is a different thing, so we're going to shoot it down now. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then meanwhile, the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, is making jokes about it. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, no word today. He did a he did a uh, 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 an event at the National Association of Counties Conference. No one asked him about, you know, that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. That Unbelievable. You, know, you got this massive toxic spill, all this smoke billowing out, and officials are like, yeah, it's fine. You can breathe it on in. <laughs> okay. Well, people all around are smelling it going, is this safe? Yeah. Well, and, and there's, you know, some videos coming out of people in the area who are taking pictures of a local stream where there's a bunch of dead flish, uh, fish floating Gosh, around. dang it. You're like, okay. You uh, know... Okay, what was it about the dead fish that sent no, you over the edge? Because it's some nightmare, right? I mean, come to life. I mean, here we put on your mask if you're going to the high V to get groceries <laughs> because you might get COVID, but it's fine now. Yeah. But but our transportation secretary <laughs> Our transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg was not even asked about it. Seems like that's something that you might yeah, be curious yeah. about. Yes, Especially if it involves, got, I don't know, transportation. Yeah, and you've got the National Association of Counties. You've got a lot of uh, county commissioners in attendance. They might want to know, hey, what's the protocol here that we'd be following? How, how can we prevent something like this from happening where we live? After all, it would be, uh, we would be primarily tasked with being the initial responders to such a crisis. If he uh, says yes. racist train tracks, I'm going to go across well, the he table. Did, he did. <laughs> okay. he, no, he wasn't even asked about it. But he's making jokes about spy balloons. Here, here is uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Partnership that, that we are building up, but it couldn't be a more exciting time for transportation. Uh, it, it's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm-hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, <laughs> but 
also the best time ever to be working transportation because of these resources. And we yeah, it's the best time ever for him to have his job because apparently their portfolio is do nothing. Right. Yeah. Take some extra time off. Yeah. Well, partly because of the pandemic, because, well, we were mandating people get vaccinated to work. <laughs> and then there was a shortage, but we never want to admit that. It's so frustrating. And then you got the vice president, totally yeah. switching gears here, is talking about electric buses again? Yes. What? No. This no. Is, this is like her thing. <laughs> she is obsessed with electric buses. Gosh. <laughs> so I guess it is an exciting time to be in transportation. I wonder if Mayor Pete is getting jealous over there. Maybe. This is my gig, Kamala. So what? Is, she's just out talking about them again? Talking about electric buses, how exciting it is right now. Roll it. No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. Oh, I mean, come on, boy. imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. I, I can't now. <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> Why is that so revolutionary? Into my lighter, into my phone, charge. Yeah. You, also, every airplane has a place to plug in your yes. phone. I That's don't think, just magic, isn't it? Yeah, we don't. Wow! We don't, I didn't realize that Southwest had a fleet of all electric uh, right. uh, airplanes. Yes. <laughs> you could charge your phone going home from work. Wow. Wow. Okay. That like, could be the single dumbest thing you'll hear all day. Like, like there's something magic about electric buses that allows USB ports to be installed. I know. And the thing <laughs> is, that was gas. <laughs> That it was the dead fish that sent Robbins over the edge, <laughs> and now there's no bringing him back. God, that's just so <laughs> lame. It's just so stupid. I've been able to charge my phone going home from work for, oh, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way know. home from work. Yes, wow. <laughs> You're killing me, man. so... <laughs> Oh, Duke. Yeah, I know. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff, Scotty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the technology. Wow. You'll be able to light a cigarette. <laughs> and you'll see it with your own <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I'm over here going, hey, I got a desk at home that has a USB port on it. What the yeah. heck? We're going to be born with USB ports in like 10 years. <laughs> we got one on yeah. the couch we have now. Of course you do. That's right. Actually, my couch is too. I forgot about that. There are, yeah. You can charge your phone on, the, on my couch. USB port, yeah, right there. How about that? Wow! You little people that really don't know anything about technology, you won't believe it. You can take a shower in the morning <laughs> and charge your phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Other news out there. Seattle, David. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, the schools, the kids in Seattle, dude. What a hard road it's been. Yeah, Seattle Public Schools, largest uh, school district in the state of Washington. Uh, they're floating the idea of consolidating schools. Uh, the Seattle Times reported this first. Uh, and that's because funding for most school districts is tied to the number of students. So declines in enrollment will likely contribute to budget shortfalls. The city's school system has lost more than 3,500 students since the pandemic. And they think they're going to lose another 3,000 by the 2025-2026 school year. So that's about a 12.5% decrease in enrollment over six years. Not surprising. 
No. You're locking kids out of school. Remember there was that one yep. story, a Seattle public schools teacher who was supposed to be doing uh, remote learning, remote teaching, but she instead went and lived in a cabin in the woods and told all her students, oh, by the way, uh, I'm not going to have regular access to email and whatnot, so I'll check it every couple days. Yes. Well, yeah, that's why a lot of people in Seattle just decided to get the hell out of Seattle. Yes. And also, I mean, you're walking your kid to school and you're passing by an open-air drug market. Who wants to raise their kid in that environment? Nobody. If you have options at all, you're gone. Absolutely. Now, it's really funny. Um, Somebody quoted in this piece says, well, it's not entirely clear where the students are going. Well, anywhere they can. Right. Because you've got a lot of kids who are... now, Now, homeschooling rates have not really gone up all that much. So there's been an increase, of course, but there are actually fewer registered homeschoolers than before the pandemic right now. Um, and so there are a lot of people... That who, across the country or no, 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 around Seattle? In Seattle. I was going to say, and, okay. And really what's happening is they're falling out of the Seattle system. They're, not, they're, they're just going somewhere else. I mean, I know of a few people who have moved to Tennessee and Texas out of Seattle, um, mm-hmm. just corresponded with some listeners who've done that. They're, they're like, yeah, I'm out. I can't, I can't do it anymore. And the, yeah. and the pandemic really was the exclamation point on, on what was already a, a decision in process. Or in progress, I mean. Yeah, I understand. I mean, it's a totally different story. You may have seen it. The Republican governor in Utah told people in California, hey, don't be coming here. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, we got enough people. We're, we're not looking to grow. We're good. All right, somewhere else. Take your politics and move on somewhere else. Yep, not here. Okay, thank you. Meanwhile, speaking of schools, the governor of Arizona... What is this all about, talking about how she begged her parents to go to public school? So uh, Katie Hobbs, the new Democrat governor of Arizona, is not a fan of school choice, and that's a problem. Um, She wants to limit or do away with the universal voucher system that was passed last year in the state, um, which this allows parents to take their tax dollars with them uh, to provide for homeschooling or private school, and a whole lot of people were interested in it. Oh, yeah, it was big. When they uh, set up that portal to where you could start the process of doing this, uh, the system crashed because there were too many people trying to log on at the same time. Well, Governor teachers unions had so much cash going to Katie Hobbs, I bet she doesn't like that. Yeah, Governor Katie Hobbs went to private school, though. Apparently that was fine for her, but not for kids today. She was asked about that on Fox News Sunday. Look, I grew up in a working class family. This was well before any of this um, of public assistance for private school existed. And my parents made that choice. I begged them to send me to public school. Um, and we sacrificed a lot. There were times in my family that we were on food stamps. Um, and so it wasn't it was a choice that they made. Um, and they struggled to to make that choice. Um, what, what I want is for every public every student in the state of Arizona, no matter where they live, to have access to high-quality public education. <laughs> this is what they all say. Yeah. This is the governor? <laughs> yeah. This is why she didn't go out and speak too much when like she was running. a 12-year-old girl, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> and stuff and... <laughs> Yeah. And with this uh, universal voucher system, uh-huh. um, that's not happening. But if their system is failing, mm-hmm. if their public school is failing, no to giving them a chance to go somewhere else like you did. <laughs> the, the schools are failing because we are failing to invest in them. Robinson's going to lose well, it, dude. God, I'm going to listen to This her. is the segment on a Monday. Taylor Swift <laughs> tickets. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> <laughs> this is the governor. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. You know that. Golly. Absolutely elected as governor. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of stuff to get to. Good stuff? Yes, there is. No doubt about it. Um, boy, there was a glowing piece about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I don't know if you saw that. More fallout from the Super Bowl. Straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, don't say anything about a pregnant woman twerking at the halftime show. Well, first Who of all, you judging? I didn't know she was pregnant or not. She looked <laughs> pregnant, but I wasn't really sure. You know how you never ask. <laughs> I, you know, I wondered the same thing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> to me, that's the time to go to Twitter. Like, am I the only one thinking this right. in the moment? And the first thing I saw was some dude that I think may have been a fan, but said, <laughs> it just said, damn, three exclamations. <laughs> Looks like she'd been eating and leaving no crumbs. Right. Which, see? <laughs> Whoever that dude was, thank you for making me laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it, is, yeah. it is a little uncomfortable seeing a pregnant woman twerk. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's like the brunch buffet at the downtrodden strip club near the airport. You know, it's just kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to yes. do that? Oh, gosh. Weird. Yeah. And then the touching. Can somebody perform at halftime without touching their genitals? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see it. If that makes me old, fine. It's been done. Isn't it played out? I'm sure she broke a glass ceiling last night of some kind. First Being ever first pregnant. foreign-born pregnant. Yes. Uh, has Super Bowl halftime performer who touched their genitals and sniffed their fingers. And spanked their own bottom. Yes. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right. Yeah. And lip sync. <laughs> and lip sync all at the same time. It's a lot of time. Top that. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, update on stuff flying all over the United States that we don't know what it is. Yeah. David. Uh, John Kirby, who was brought in to actually try to coherently explain what is happening because Corrine Jean-Pierre was definitely, I don't know. I don't know if she fell down a well when she was like five or <laughs> yeah. something, but something's off. And so anyway, John... John Kirby was brought in to explain things today, and they're going back to this idea, even though we, you know, they've shot down a bunch of whatever they were mm-hmm. over the weekend, and we saw the Chinese spy balloon fly across the country. They're going back to this thing that this has happened a bunch of times uh, during the Trump administration, and it's it's very that no one told to me. anybody about. Yeah. Uh, Here's what John Kirby said today. It was operating during the previous administration, but they did not detect it. We detected it. We tracked it. And we have been carefully studying it to learn as much as we can. (laughs) You watched it. Okay, timeout. I'm sorry. They called timeout. Yeah. Yeah. See, the last administration. (laughs) Weak, worthless. They couldn't detect it at all. We do, see. That's the difference. Is that what he's trying? That's what he just said. Yeah. Like, but but a lot of the people in the Pentagon right now are the same people who were there under Donald Trump. So yes, is he suggesting that Joe Biden was out there with a telescope? Hey guys, there's something floating <laughs> over Montana. That doesn't make sense. No, 
Is mom going to sew his bear badge patch on his right <laughs> sleeve now? I... Well, it also doesn't make any sense that, wait, we could detect, or we could not detect it uh, three or four years ago. Right. We knew they were there, though. But now we can determine three or four years later that they were there. Were there. Was yeah, that, how is that possible? Was that just a, a I don't know, a really... Uh, I don't know. Was it was a cloud stuck in the sky, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. see, we can see where the balloon went through." Yeah, fossilized remnants <laughs> up of a balloon. I don't know. Makes no sense. Oh, I mentioned real quick. It was Miranda Devine that had a piece in the New York Post about Ron DeSantis. Did you know he's got a book coming out at the end of the month? No, that might launch the run. Yeah, the courage to be free. Florida's blueprint for America's revival. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, I think I know what the biggest story of the day is, David. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just very confused by what I'm hearing out of the White House right now. They're, they, they're adamant that it is not aliens that they were, you know, shooting at over the weekend. All right. Uh, but, uh, uh, the, I don't know, somehow they couldn't shoot down the Chinese spy balloon while it was floating over Montana or Canada or Alaska, but they can shoot down unidentified flying objects willy-nilly without knowing what they are. Right. Those two approaches cannot work in concert with one another. Well, see, but these we thought were a real threat. The balloon, not so much. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So what happens when you can't trust these people? You don't know what's real, what's not? All right. Get a news update on that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. Well, I have the news update. I think it's good news. Uh, the NFL has found something out. Black quarterbacks can lead a football team. All right? Oh Everybody, round of applause. Okay. What? Who said they couldn't? Well, I don't Who know, man. I, well, I try to get news updates from The View, and they've discovered that black quarterbacks can lead a team. Apparently, this is breaking news. The only thing that would have made it better for me is, you know, finally we know that black quarterbacks can lead teams and are smart enough to lead teams. I would like to see. I always knew that. That was never a question. We knew that. But, um, you know, it takes people a minute to catch up. How about some black owners? Some black owners. It was Doug Williams in 1988. (laughs) Just going to say. What are you talking about? You look completely confused, David. Well, they're idiots. I mean, that, that's the thing. They're, they're complete morons. It, was this supposedly like some sort of reference to Colin Kaepernick? No, they were saying because you had for the first time two starting quarterbacks yeah. in the Super Bowl that were black. That all of a sudden, this is what I like. Now the NFL knows, and they're smart enough. Who said they weren't? Yeah, do they think that the NFL is over there like directing teams who to have as their starting quarterback? I have no idea what they think, man. And they're like, all you know, know it's those... just faux BS from those people all the time. It's like, well, you know, those uh, like somebody at the at the league office is sitting there going, "Hey, what if we tried something radical? What if we put a black fella 
in at quarterback. Johnson, you're crazy. That'll never work. That's a conversation that has never happened. No, you're right. No, you're 100% right. I mean, Russell Wilson. Everything through the prism of race. Everything through the prism of race with these people. They cannot help themselves. That's their calling card. That's what made them famous. That's their one trick. They do it all the time. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I what, thought so too. I can't even believe we're even talking about this as, as a conversation. But that's what. So a, what? That's what a lot of lefties never were able to grasp about the Kaepernick situation either. Yeah, I mean, they're the closest thing we have in this country to a meritocracy, to a pure meritocracy, is professional sports. I agree with you. If you can't yes. throw a baseball fast enough or accurately enough, you can't be a pitcher. No. Uh, Correct. If you can't. Find a baseball and swing a bat at it and hit it consistently, then you're not going to be on a team. You're not going right. to find yourself. If you can't read a defense and throw a football to a receiver, you're not going to be the quarterback. No, it's at least simple. not for very long. <laughs> I mean this this has always been true in athletics more than anything else. Agreed. I mean it's always been the. I mean ever since Jackie Robinson and Jim Brown and. On and on we go to the people who broke in. <laughs> yes, in current culture. Those, in current yes. culture. The last, my lifetime, it was the best player could play. Period. Right. The end. It wasn't based on skin color. It wasn't based on religion. No. Gosh dang. I mean, are you insane? Do you think the Chiefs would run out Patrick Mahomes if he sucked because he's black? <laughs> no. Of course not. They wouldn't. No, it, that did that, like... I know though they're dumb. Such they a, just are. Sorry, a, they are. But that was like another level to me. I couldn't was, even believe yeah, it. That was tenth level dumbness right did, there. Did you see? I'm gonna try to find this real quick, but because there were media uh, outlets that were really obsessing with the race thing, and yeah. I think I sent y'all part of this. It was from the Washington Post that was claiming that now Patrick Mahomes is uh, is claiming the mantle of greatest of all time over Tom Brady. Okay, And it was very weird. I guess it was because it, it was like a league MVP or a Super Bowl MVP contest or something. But, okay, So Tom Brady gets three rings in four years. And uh, Patrick Mahomes now has two in, what, five? Five. Something like that. And they were saying mm-hmm. that means now Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. Like, well, that, that's just not how math works, right? I, 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 no. And- but this was white guy Tom Brady versus black guy Patrick Mahomes. And the funny thing is that the people that they're talking about don't have that rivalry with each other. No. It's for guys a lot of times at a bar or just kicking it and then arguing back and forth. And, I, I you know, to me it's it's a team sport. There's a lot of different things that have to happen all together. Mm-hmm. And you could say, okay, in their prime – you were you could pick one as a starter, one or the other. Who would you pick? And honestly, and and maybe you can make the argument I'm stupid when it comes to football. I'd take Mahomes over Brady because of the way he can scramble and run. It's crazy. As it's, it's, in their prime. In yes. their prime. Yes. 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 It seems like he's got more weapons. I don't know if Pat Mahomes is going to have quite the long career that Brady had. I, it would be tough because yeah, he does the, run the way and he, he gets plays. beat yeah. up. He plays differently. Yes. yes. But, yeah, that's why I think it's hard to say greatest. If you want to say longest while you're incredible, you know, probably Brady. I don't know. Yeah. You know, in the end, as it's all said and done, all I could think was, 
everything that goes into that season. And if you were a, an Eagles fan, and it comes down to that one last call yeah. of, of defensive holding, that's a sucky way for the whole season it to is. end. It really is. Anyway. Yeah. All right, you ready for your big three? Yep, let's roll. All right, let's roll. Are you ready? One, two, look at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day, the trifecta, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, Casey, <laughs> uh, you didn't show up at the Super Bowl party. Did you watch it or not? Yes. Okay. It didn't come to my place. I'm ready. You. Okay. Three. <laughs> Number three, uh, liberal meltdown over Elon Musk being at the Super Bowl. Elon Musk was at the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and it wasn't really the fact that Elon Musk was at the Super Bowl. It was because of who Elon Musk was sitting oh, with. Oh, I saw that. And that was Rupert Murdoch and his wife. Now, Rupert Murdoch, of course, the owner of Fox. Mm -hmm. He's the big shot. He's the money guy, right? Yeah. So one of the announcers, uh, Ken Burkhardt, by the way, who I think did a great job yesterday, said, well, you've got some brilliant minds in that photo. He said of the three of them sitting there, Rupert pays our checks, too. So that's always good. He joked. So it was Elizabeth Murdoch. Rupert's daughter was on the left. Rupert was there and talking to Musk, and Musk was there with his girlfriend. Oh, they're all there together watching the game. Now, I'm watching this, and at this point I'm thinking, okay, Elon Musk is just trolling the liberals right now because he knows they're going to lose their minds, right? Yes. He knows they're gonna, the freak-out factor is 3 two, one The minute that's shown on TV, it's going to happen. Well, it did. It did. And one of my favorites was this one. Rupert Murdoch and Elon Musk sitting together. I assume Satan couldn't make it because he was at a Nickelback concert. Wow. See, that's just unnecessary. Quit dragging Nickelback into <laughs> Towards this, man. Nickelback, you know. What did they ever do to not you? I'm not a fan of Nickelback <laughs> necessarily, but they seem like nice guys. I don't. Why do people hate Nickelback so much? <laughs> I don't know. Because they sold a ton of records. If they didn't sell any records, no one would hate them. Elon Musk is at the it. Super Bowl with Rupert Murdoch. Two non-American right-wing billionaires who use their money and power to help fascists win elections. Mm -hmm. That's right. How long has Elon Musk been a right-winger? I don't know if he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if he's still. If he is now, I don't either. That's, that was my question. No idea. Yeah, interesting. Okay, we're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott got Robbins trifecta yeah. top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two. This has been a story that's been really talked about for a few years now, but military recruitment is uh, getting very, very difficult. It really is. Republicans banging the drum, of course, about COVID vaccine mandates, particularly, and the sudden swing to the woke in the military. Mm -hmm. Nope, says the AP. Current military brass, they were interviewed. Nah, it's a sudden outbreak of these scaredy cat 18-year-olds. That's what they said. Some Republicans are blaming COVID or wokeness. Nope. Army's recruiting woes. The military service says the bigger hurdles are more traditional ones. Young people don't want to die or get injured. Deal with the stress of Army life and put their lives on hold. They just don't see the Army as something that's relevant, said Major General Alex Fink. They see us as revered but not as re relevant in their lives. We have to address these issues. Now, I think that's a lot of great ABS going on there. I mean, you know, you, you've seen a lot of the Gen Zs, you know, a bunch of whiny little... But a substantial fraction of the Gen Zs are just normal kids. Yeah, I don't know that I buy what they're saying. This just seen too many stories of you're talking about military that's run through right. family generations. Yes. And then you get to the current generation, and it's don't like the direction where it's headed yeah 
And even the generations ahead saying, yep, I can't sign off on this anymore. Well, there, yeah, I mean, I know um, somebody personally still currently serving who's, you know, he credits the, the service for doing, for providing a whole lot of opportunities for him that he wouldn't have otherwise had. But he's mm-hmm. got a couple of sons, and he doesn't want them to go in. And he's, I mean, because you have all of this, you know, nonsense, woke diversity training stuff that's going in there. And it's like, hey, we need to, like, actually teach people how to be soldiers and how to be airmen, how to be, you know, <laughs> I mean, how to be sailors, yes, how to be all, exactly. all the different things that the military is supposed to provide. And they're spending time being lectured to by some purple-haired freak from some university right. about being sensitive to blah, 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 blah. No. Yes. Totally understand. I think that. that's a bigger problem than they want to ever admit to or realize because they created the problem. But of course. Totally agree. Now, on with the countdown. This guy Robin's trifecta, his top three of the day. One. Uh, the new communications director at the White House checks a very important diversity box. Yeah, you know, Kate Bedingfield is out now as the White House communications director. In is a guy by the name of Ben LeBolt. He's a press advisor to Obama. He was, anyway. Okay. When White House Director Karine Jean-Pierre made the announcement that uh, Bedingfield would be leaving the White House at the end of this month and replaced by Ben LeBolt, she made a point of saying this is a history-making move. Aren't they all? You want to know what its history is, by the way? Why he's making history? Would you like to guess? No, go ahead. Ben LeBolt is making history. He will be the first openly gay communications director. All right. Okay. All right. How about qualified communications director? Can we start there and work backwards now? Well, you're asking a lot. I mean, I think Mayor Pete would get in the way of that. Americans don't give a Is he qualified to be the transportation secretary? No. No, I don't care about his sexual preference either. I don't do the job. (laughs) And there you have it. Dang. It's glass all over the floor again, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I got something that maybe will bring a smile to your face if you want it, Scott. Yes. This was in England. Cornwall. Advertisement at a bus stop for a McDonald's. They have the new McCrispy chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. Do you hear about this story? Uh Uh-uh. Well, it was right next to a road sign for a crematorium. <laughs> oh well, that's that's inconvenient. Once you once you, you just can't unsee it, and some people were upset. That is tasteless. You need to take it down. So they are removing the McCrispy sign. Yeah, but they're coming up with a new concoction called the McCorpse. <laughs> Mc McBilly, McJimmy, <laughs> McGrandma, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Try to bring a smile, and it just goes dark again. And the dipping sauce. Yeah. It's the Monday after the Super Bowl, isn't it? Golly. Yep. All right. News update at Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Man, some of the details coming out as the fallout continues from that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, now you're having people talking about their, their chickens that they kept dying off in the days since they had a controlled uh, detonation or a controlled burn of the chemicals that were coming out. 
Yeah. And the reason the, the vinyl chloride, I know, is what what a lot of people are are talking about. The reason they do like a controlled diversion and then burn is because this this substance, which is used to make things like PVC pipes, mm-hmm. it boils at just eight degrees Fahrenheit. So they're worried that if this were to start boiling and you get all this pressure built up, then you would have a bigger explosion. So they wanted to keep it under control. Okay. And that's why. Which is also then why it's such a head scratcher that you start letting people come back in. Um, there are reports of people in the town who have said they had to move out again because, like, one lady told a local news outlet that uh, her kid's eyes just started being bloodshot and he couldn't breathe. Um, you've got people's farm oh, animals serious. dying. I mean, this is a – as this wears on and on and on – it's unfolding to be a pretty major catastrophe, but it's a good thing that the Biden administration is making jokes about Chinese spy balloons. Right. Yeah. Well, you start to think about the water in Flint, Michigan, yeah. and the cover-up for years. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Ah, it's fine. Too often, people are just not honest up front. Yeah. You wonder what's going on there. Man, oh, man, that's crazy. I'm also seeing this. Dr. Jill Biden with her new nickname after the Eagles lost yesterday, Dr. Jinx. <laughs> well, she kind of is, isn't she? <laughs> it's, it's laid out, yes, that everything she becomes a part of is yeah. like she jinxed. Well, Phillies too. <laughs> yes. Dr. Yeah. Jinx sounds like uh, like an underground but very much underrated Roots Rock guitar player, doesn't it? <laughs> I could buy that, sure. <laughs> grew up where we grew up. It's a kid's show, too. <laughs> Just, and a rock band. Yeah, true. So you combine the two into Dr. Jinx. Dr. Jinx. <laughs> there you go. All right, it's time for Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, we start with Oscar Mayer. They were scrambling the other day. Someone stole the catalytic converter off the Wienermobile. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, they have six of them. This was one of the Wienermobiles. It was in Vegas. Somebody got underneath the, well, it's 27 foot long, sawed the thing off. They also removed a bunch of other parts to get it. So it was scheduled to show up at events on Saturday and Sunday, so mechanics did a temporary repair just to get it on the road. Mm-hmm. Still needs a new catalytic converter plus other repairs. Poor wiener. I know. No one likes a dead wiener. No. I know, that's what I was going to say. Thank goodness for the mechanics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fix man, it right up. If yeah. that engine runs for more than four hours, go to your mechanic. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Russia, 48-year-old dude got contacted by someone claiming to be a rep from Russia's largest bank. Say, hey, your account got hacked. Uh, you need to transfer all your uh, life savings over into these other accounts just so they don't get any more. Mm-hmm. So he does. And then the hacker said, by the way, the only way to expose the hackers is by firebombing the bank. So dude walks into the bank and throws a Molotov cocktail on the floor. The oh, heck? My. Yeah. Employees were able to put the fire out. Nobody got hurt. Um Russian sources claim people who scammed them were Ukrainian. <laughs> Uh-oh. We'll keep an eye on this one, and that's Nimrod's in the news.